I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. Do you have a hard time staying consistent with strength training? Do you need a balanced schedule and some accountability? Join my monthly strength program of 15 minutes a day, four days a week. Sign up on my website at balancedbybeth.com. So welcome back to part two. I am here with TJ Teams, who leads Enneagram workshops with the purpose of personal growth. And this part two, we're going to talk about stances. So what are stances in the Enneagram? Um, Good to see you. Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, The Enneagram is really cool. Well, it's cool for a lot of reasons, but... um, Stances are a way of making connections. Uh, they're triads of different numbers. And so you get, there are three stances, and each stance um, characterizes three different numbers. So it's a cool way to um, make connections with other people in your stance, even though your numbers might be very different for, you know, different, in different ways, but yet you have a common ground. So I love making connections in life in general. So um, I I love this part of the Enneagram. And I also think it's a really nice place to start when you're figuring it out because you might be all over the place and you just are having trouble finding out what your number is, but it might be a little bit easier to identify which stance you are, which gives you a good starting place of eliminating some of the numbers. So do you want me to go through them? Yes. Okay. So we have the aggressive stance or assertive stance, and those um, include the numbers three, seven, and eight. And so these numbers have this sort of forward energy. Um, they're, they're said to be moving against, and that doesn't, that doesn't mean um, in conflict or, you know, in a, in a negative way, but sort of against the limitations of life, against, you know, we talked about the three wants to deny their physical limitations because they've got stuff to do, and the, the sevens just has this forward energy and this um, exuberance for life, and the, and the eight is just going to, you know, lead and move forward. Um, and so another thing that characterizes this this number is the, their orientation to time, and they tend to be future-oriented. What's the next thing? What's, what's ahead for me? And so um, a lot of times when you see someone in the aggressive stance, you can even tell by their physical energy. Um, and I will say, too, um, unlike other personality systems, this um, introvert and extrovert is is not relevant to finding your number. There are introverts and extroverts in all numbers. So um, it's hard to come out of that way of thinking because we've heard that a lot. Um, So that's the aggressive stance. And the other thing about stances is um, last time we talked about thinking, feeling, and doing. And stances tell us um, which of those three areas is hardest for us. 
So what's hardest for the aggressive stance are feelings. It's easy for um, this group to set them aside. So um, like you said in the last session for the three, they've got stuff to do. And so they can just put those feelings, feel the feelings, and then put them in a box and set them to the side so they don't interfere with what they need to do. Um, the sevens feel um, a lot of excitement and joy, but they're missing half the range of the feelings. Um, the pain and the sorrow and the ordinariness and the boringness and that part, um, they have a tendency to disregard. Um, and for the eights, um, again, similar to the three, it's like they're moving forward, they've got things to do. Um, where threes can sort of um, tap into feelings at some point, eights, it's from, from the beginning, they slow you down, they get in the way, they complicate things, they're unpredictable. Um, and so for this group, they can be really strong at doing or thinking, but feeling is hard. So for this group, and maybe you don't know if you're a three, a seven, an eight, but you find yourself in that stance, and so then working on, okay, how can I bring up that feeling part? That part is, is harder for me. How can I bring that up? How, or even I, how can I notice? How can I observe how I manage feelings day to day? Um, so that's, in a nutshell, the aggressive stance. Um, the dependent stance are ones, twos, and sixes. And when I heard this as a two, I really hate that word, dependent. <laughs> so... Uh, even though it is accurate, um, but uh, also known as the earning stance, which that resonated with me a little bit more. But ones, twos, and sixes, even in all their differences, um, they have that similarity of sort of being dependent on something outside themselves to be okay. Now, when I say that, that's that's not true because we all are okay in ourselves and we're valuable and worthy when we wake up in the morning before we do anything. But um, that sense of looking outside for um, uh, that sense of um, value. So um, they tend to move toward where the aggressive stance moves against. Um, this group moves towards or with others. Um, and they are present oriented because they um, are moving toward other people. They're in the present moment. And I don't say that like, you know, a lot of times we say, be present, you know, that's the goal. So this stance doesn't have like um, the corner on that in terms of health, but it's just the, the way they are oriented is in their present environment. So um, for ones, the reformers and perfectionists, they're wanting um, their environment or the people around them like, how can I make this better? You know, they're the ones noticing like, oh, wow, you know, this room really needs to be vacuumed or this needs to be done or um, this, this system and this business should be done differently. Why is it organized this way? It's not working. Um, and for the sixes, like we talked about, scanning for their environment. So um, they are... Uh, this group is thinking repressed. And we're all thinking, we're all doing, we're all feeling. But um, for this group, and this this took me a little while to get my head around the thinking repressed, because I think, I'm thinking, like what? 
So for the one, um, can I stop thinking uh, about all of these things I need to reform? Is there some other thinking I can introduce into my mind? And the ones have something, we didn't, we didn't talk about this, but they have this inner critic. So if you're in relationship with a one and you feel like they're hard on you or hard on your environment, just know that they're 10 times harder on themselves. And so can we have a healthy thinking about ourselves as a one? And for twos, they're thinking repressed because they're thinking, they're uh, concentrated so much on feeling and relationships. And a lot of their thinking is about feeling and relationships and thinking about what's going on with that person, what's going on with that person, what about our connection, what about that argument, and can they step out of that and step into more productive thinking. Um, And for the sixes, we talked about them scanning their environment for um, to attain that sense of security. And so when you see a six being thinking repressed, that again is can we move to productive thinking is all my thinking about okay if an earthquake happened right now what would I do or who you know did I fill out this form for my kids at school because you know um, and we all have to take care of ourselves and we all have to take care of our people but when is that thinking just driving this perpetual uh, chronic anxiety in my mind um Okay, so I think that's the, that's the dependent earning stance in a nutshell. Um, and the last is the withdrawing stance, um, and that is the numbers four, five, and nine. And they tend to move away, and that, that doesn't mean they're antisocial at all. It just means this group has um, an internal sort of sanctuary that they can go to when they need to, and they can go inside. Um, and if you have that, this might really resonate with you and you might say, yes. So if you think that's true, you can look at the four five or nine. And so that's just a way to narrow down, um, in trying to find your number. So, um, this group is what we call doing repressed. So thinking and feeling come more easily for this group. So, um, for the fours, they are, um, Uh, internally you know we talked about their rich internal life with lots of feelings and emotions and able to sit with that can they come out of that and do and put feet in action to what they want that desire to be unique Um, I have a friend who is a four and very creative and he's a writer and um, in a job that he has to do you know just because mm-hmm. we have to work but it gives him no sense of sort of un- uniqueness of having like what's my unique contribution to the world which that's very important to a lot of people and it's very important to fours and so for him you know a tendency for fours could be just to sit around and to be sad about not being able to realize the stream and he put feet to it you know it's like coming out of that doing repressed center and say I'm going to do something about this. And he's been getting up early in the morning, which is so hard to sleep less, and working on a novel. And it's brought such joy to him. You know, so it's, we're not coming out of our repressed center because we should do it or that's the right thing to do. But it's to be fully realized as 
as who we are and how we see the world and, and to maximize our contribution because the world needs all of us, you know, to do that special thing that, that we were made to do. Um, so that's the four being doing repressed. Um, the five, our observer investigator, is they can get so um, caught up in collecting the information and they think that's the doing. Well, I am, I am doing it. I'm collecting all the information, but that's not actually doing. So for the five, when, when can you say, okay, I, I have enough knowledge or understanding of this thing. Now I'm going to go actually do it. Um, and so that's, that's growth for the five, is putting feet to it as well. And for the nine, um, we talked about um, uh, they are doing, but the doing repressed is they're not doing what they should be doing. Um, and I hate to use the word should because that's horrible. But, <laughs> but um, what they ultimately want to do and are made to do but yet they're limited or they're, they're resisting because they, they value that peace and that lack of conflict so much. So um, I've heard of a lot of artists like uh, songwriters who are nines. They write their best music when their taxes are due or when this thing that's like, oh, that's just going to you know be so painful and create such conflict in me and I'm going to hate to do it. So I'm going to take that energy and move it into this other thing that I want to do. And writing songs is, is great, but you know, we all have to do our taxes or our schoolwork or whatever that thing is. Um, so this stance, the withdrawing stance is oriented to the past. Um, so they tend to look back on other things in the past. So a lot of times, especially nines will say, you know what, it's going to be fine. That sort of peaceful contentment. It worked out before. This has never gone wrong, you know. I'll just wait till the last minute. It'll be fine. Um, and also, there's nothing to do in the past. It's all been done. So it's a comfortable place um, if you're doing repressed is to look into the past. So that is a quick snapshot of the stances. Wow, that is <laughs> really helpful. I think for, um, yeah, just if you're not quite sure what number you are, but mm-hmm. if you can kind of resonate with one of those stances. Yeah. Um, being in the aggressive stance, I really don't like that name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really don't like it. <laughs> um, but I definitely resonate there, but I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do with that? Um, so how do you see this help in relationships? How do you... Um, this can be really helpful um, because, I mean, for me personally, uh, my husband is in the aggressive stance. So there's that sort of forward energy moving against. And for me, um, so a two and the eight could be like your classic, like um, codependent and dominant relationship, like super unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so being aware of that and noticing that and knowing like, um, especially when you're in a relationship with someone from another stance, is, is going, oh, wow, that's how you see the world. So that aggressive stance, that forward motion, the go get it kind of, I've learned from people in the aggressive stance to, to step into that, like, can I move forward? Can I step out and sort of, 
and you're right, aggressive, like you feel like that's negative, you know. Um, but seeing the good side, aggressive in terms of um, courageous or, you know, fearless, I guess. Um, and so we can learn learn that from each other. And, and for me, learning from the withdrawing stance, can I just sit, you know? Can I ponder? The withdrawing stance, there are great ponderers, mm-hmm. you know? And we're losing that in our culture. Mm-hmm. We don't have that time to ponder. If we have those little windows of time, what do we do? We pick up our phone mm-hmm. and we just fill that space. Um, and so for me, l- looking at people I know with drawing stance is just sitting, that doing repressed. You know, sometimes I need to, to slow down my doing, just like, you know, you were saying in the aggressive stance. Like, and what else is there? What else is going on? We're always going to be sort of bent towards that, you know. But can we look at these other parts of thinking, feeling, and doing? And, and one of the best ways to do that is, is seeing that in each other, people from other stances. Yeah, no, that's great. I am married to a five, mm-hmm. and uh, being a five, he doesn't didn't believe in this for a long time. But mm-hmm. I, over time, um, and just because he loves me, um, he engages in this mm-hmm. kind of conversation. But I think what you had taught me just about the withdrawing stances, they are rather independent. Mm-hmm. That versus the aggressive and the dependent are more like we're more dependent on people, even mm-hmm. though we, you know, in the aggressive may uh, kind of go against, but it's really because we need people. Yeah. Yeah. So versus the, he's, it, it was very enlightening to hear, yeah, he's very independent. Right. He doesn't really need people like I do. Right. And we have this conversation all the time. <laughs> Which is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to learn from, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like, um, when I'm unhealthy, I I don't know that I'm that I'm valuable unless the help that I give other people and then they come back to me and say thank you so much you're so awesome I am okay let me keep you know yeah and so the tendency when we're unhealthy is to just double down on those patterns you know and then right. it can get really gross <laughs> really ugly yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I um, am challenging myself to do things that I'm not very good at, yes. kind of in my path to healthiness. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for an adult soccer league uh, team, awesome. and I've never played soccer before, oh, and I'm the awesome. worst one on the team, <laughs> which is so hard, mm-hmm. um, and it really brings up a lot of emotions and feelings for me. Mm-hmm. But just I'm constantly trying to challenge myself to try to do things that will help me grow. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed over the years doing the things that I'm really good at, I, there's not a lot of growth there for me, you yeah. know, because we're we've already figured it out. Right. So, um, yeah, just, you know, in my mid 40s, trying to keep at things yeah. that are hard and then just I played last night and the feelings of feeling so bad <laughs> that <laughs> I know it's funny but I was out there on the field and I'm just thinking I am so bad at this it would be so much better for me to sit on the sideline and let the good people play you yeah. know but then I said no Beth 
Just because you're not a good soccer player doesn't mean that you can't participate on this team and, you know, give them what you got. So just so courageous. Yeah. Well, thank you. But just in my Enneagram journey, Mm -hmm. uh, just trying to, you know, try to do things that keep challenging myself. I'll t- along with that, I'll tell you something that um, I'm doing the same thing as well. And so as a helper, I tend to be in leadership. And then I don't have to, you know, deal with my own stuff. And so um, there's a group at our church called Mentor Moms. Mm. And I have a 16-year-old. I have some parenting. You know, I've got three kids that I've sure. kind of been through some stuff. And, and I was like, um, you know, or... The ten, I could think that, or I can think, hey, I've been doing this for 16 years. I've, you know, I've got this down. I've, I don't need parenting help. And then just, I mean, I can't really say that, if, you know, right. in all honesty, <laughs> with two teenagers, like, okay, I need help. But um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to join that, and I'm going to be at a table, and I'm not going to be in any leadership. Mm-hmm. And so every week, it's been so great for me to say, this is what I'm struggling with, and just practicing that vulnerability, not because I have to or because I should, you know, like you with the soccer team, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to put myself in that position to be helped mm-hmm. and to um, share the, the struggles and what's hard for me and practice that humility. And what's beautiful is it's not just to practice it, but then like the love that I'm getting in return, you know, and the support that's that love ultimately that that I want, right? That that we want that I'm trying to do it by helping everybody. Right. For that feedback, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it creates that authenticity that's that's really great. It makes us all realize like we're all in this. We're all humans. We all we have our stuff. All humans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm out on the field and I'm in my brain realizing I need people to tell me I'm good right now. Yes. And they're not because I'm not good. <laughs> So I'm out there going, I'm not getting the affirmation I need right now, but I'm going to stay out here and I'm going to keep doing it because I need this. I need to be doing this right now. Right. Um, And it's also with my husband because he was a soccer player, but um, he does know how to play. But we're just kind of fun doing it together as a couple. That's great. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for uh, just sharing about the Enneagram and these Mm -hmm. stances. I feel like this is just a journey towards health and wholeness. Mm -hmm. And I love that quote that you shared in your workshop, Mm -hmm. um, just about how this is not meant to put you into a box, Mm -hmm. but it is to help us get out of the box and the homework you gave us this last time was just to observe Mm -hmm. and not judgmentally um, but that was just such good homework for me so I've been writing down my thoughts Mm -hmm. um, which is hard to write down because I really don't want to believe that I'm thinking these things. Mm, (laughs) Interesting. It is. Yeah. So I'm thinking something and I don't want to put it on paper because that would actually actualize it. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have to face why I'm thinking that. Right. So this is, it's just really good homework. So I, I highly recommend your workshop for anyone who's listening in the Pasadena, LA area. Mm-hmm. Um, how would people get in touch with you, be able to go through a workshop with you? Um, right now I have a Facebook page growing with the Enneagram. And um, 
our workshop now is full and we're in process, but um, we're planning on starting a six-week class in this um, probably in late January. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll have all the registration up there when we get the dates Great. solidified. Great. Do you do any one-on-one coaching for, with the Enneagram? I haven't done that. Okay. Um, I love the group format okay. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of just where I am right now at this point, maybe, maybe in the future. but Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you mind telling us that quote? Because I sure. did really enjoy it. Yes. Um, and I love this quote because, um, like you were saying, your husband, like, don't tell me what I am. <laughs> How can there only be nine kinds of people, you know? Um, But this is uh, Ian Morgan Cron's quote. He says, Enneagram doesn't put you in a box, but it reveals the box you are already in and shows you how to get out of it. And none of us want to be put in a box, but the truth is we're all having those sort of same reactions. We're getting in the same arguments with the same people, having this, you know, it's like we're already in a box. We're operating in these habitual ways and so the Enneagram gives us a chance to notice those ways and then to say hey I'm going to try something different I'm going to play soccer yes (laughs) do something random yeah well in closing I always ask all my people that come into the podcast Mm -hmm. what are three regular practices that keep you healthy um the last uh, few years, something I've really committed to is yoga, mm-hmm. and uh, I've always loved hiking, but trying to, to make time for it um, can be challenging. So every week, um, doing yoga and hiking has just been um, so helpful for me, just kind of recentering, having that time, um, a quiet mind um, has been really great. Um, the other thing I've been doing for the last probably 10 years consistently is waking up um, weekday mornings before my kids are awake and sitting with my coffee. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes I pray, sometimes I read, and sometimes I all I can do is just sit and stare out the window. Mm. And um, after a life of, of a busy, 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 do, 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 um, that was a really hard thing for me to do and now I can't live without it it just really gets me um, ready for the day Um, so those are my two kind of main practices and then other than that I'm always picking something kind of from my Enneagram work to to focus on and just to try to be more observant of how I can incorporate that in my daily life that's great well thank you thank Mm -hmm. you for being here I really appreciate it yeah thank you Mm -hmm. Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong the information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice